BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bandwagon Nerds is taped in front of a live studio audience. An ode to my mother by Peter Bilker. That would be me. (laughs) Who etched this tattoo in her purple moo moo? Mother. Mother. Who posted my bail every time without fail? Mother. Mother. And who rushed to the car with my severed thumb in a jar? Uh, father. Father. But who sewed it back on when the doctor was gone? Mother. Mother. Happy Mother's Day, Mom! Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Hello again, fellow basement dwellers. This is your good friend Patrick O'Dowd welcoming you into another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. We're here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. The Chairshot.com. 
always use your head. And we are recording here on a Sunday. Of course, it is Mother's Day. Raise a glass to the mothers out there. A day late, but happy Mother's Day. Mm. That scotch is delicious. Um, guys, you've driven me back to drinking on Sunday. I, I, I did know. notice you've uh, started to imbibe again. Honestly, it's to finish the bottle. Like I've had this bottle sitting up there for like eight months and I'm like, it's time. It's time there, to go. I'm s- there'll be, there'll be other bottles though. There, there might already be another bottle. Like on top of the fridge that hasn't been opened. Yeah. It was a gift. It was a Christmas gift that hasn't, haven't even opened it yet. I, you know, yeah. Everybody's like, Oh, it's Patrick O'Dowd's birthday. It's Patrick O'Dowd. Chris father's day, Arbor day. Here's a bottle of scotch. Uh, and, and who doesn't enjoy a bottle of scotch on Arbor day? Uh, Welcome into this week's spoiler-filled edition of Bandwagon Nerds. We're going to spoil a couple of things for you. We've been spoiling Moon Knight for you if you haven't been keeping up on that, but the entire Bandwagon here today has seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We have thoughts, we have comments, and you can't effectively talk about a movie without really talking about the movie and so of course we are going to spoil it we have warned you on the twitter feed on more than one occasion that this show is not spoiler free deal with it that's what we're going to do but before we get into all of that first let me introduce the bandwagon they're all here the regular crew uh as as of late we have the violent gentleman himself aesop mitchell how are you sir I'm here. I'm alive. I didn't die. That's fantastic. I know what you were going to die. Like what were you, were you driving when you were running late? Like, I don't understand what was happening. No, oh, no, I got a, I'm a diabetic. So I had a low blood sugar. And uh, if you ever hear like some obsessive beeping, it's from my pump. That's like, God, you're dying. So I had to go downstairs. Gotcha. And, you know, oh, just from, from one, from one diabetic pump. to another, you know, bottoms up. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite lines in the TV show Scrubs is at one at one point this guy is brought into a hospital for complications for God knows what, and Doctor Cox is like, "God bless diabetics who drink," and it's kind of messed up. And yet I laughed at the same time, so it all works <laughs> out. I know, right? We also well, that have, joke holds up better. That joke holds up better than most. So quiet, you. Anyway, Scrubs is a treasure and will not hear any slander on that show. <laughs> David Ungar, the lawyer, you're also here today. Welcome back into the bandwagon. Um, I don't know, man. How you been? Good. Uh, you know, like we were talking off air, hockey playoffs are pleasantly surprising. Not for Tunney so far, but, you know, it, that is the way it is. Uh, why are we digging on Tony? Why, why hit? Because his team is a two-time defending champion, so you got to get it in. With, and his basketball team's a defending champion, so you got to get it in when you can. But he, it, he does like to remind us of the hockey thing. That's true. All the time he does. But other than that, it's uh, it's Mother's Day. It's uh, to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day, and uh, yeah, ready to talk some uh, some nerdy stuff here. That's right. We got a lot of nerdy many, stuff to talk. Meant it much, yes. And of course, last but not least, the man who rolled in late. Reminding me that there's always another bottle of scotch fresh off of his viewing of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness with his mother for Mother's Day, I do believe. PC Tony. Yeah, it worked out perfectly. Uh, nice, uh, nice uh, late morning 3D showing. I 
thought the 3D edition was excellent. We'll get into that. But yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Absolutely. All of the 3D-ness. You gotta love it. And and it's, you know, Doctor Strange, I think of all of all the Marvel movies out there that are built for that type of medium, uh, doc, the Doctor Strange movies definitely make a lot of sense to be to be 3D. But we'll get into that when we get at, when we get out of our, uh, our second commercial break. Um, what we are going to do to kick off the show, though, is cue the Marvel music and wrap up Moon Knight. Um, so, yeah, let's let's hit the music. Let's hit it. So as I finished watching episode six of Moon Knight, the first word that came into my mind and actually brought me back to our conversation from last week was abrupt. Everything in this episode felt abrupt. Everything got resolved rather abruptly. And I think this was the the concern that Aesop had with with the way that this episode was trending as he was the one who who noted and and reminded everyone that this was the shortest finale of the marvel uh series shows that we've had so far it was a 45 minute episode uh it did give us a, a cliffhanger of a reveal at the end but it it was just to give the quick recap it was like you know mark specter's in you know, heaven. And then it's like, no, I can't. And then quickly pulls Steven out uh, of these sands in his petrification. Like there, there, it appears that there's some sort of struggle, but we don't know what it is. It is not really much of a struggle. Then we're back and Kanshu is trying to, you know, talk his lady into becoming his avatar. But then Steven, or not Steven, Steven slash Mark come back and he's like, okay, I'll go back to that. And then we get this big Titanic battle between Harrow and Mark Spector slash Moon Knight. And then they win and then we're, we're over. Then we get credits and then we get your, your guy finally showing up in, in a cliffhanger, explaining all the blackouts that are still taking place for Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. And we're done. The end. Peace out. Your thoughts. This, this, okay. First of all, I didn't mind it as a single episode. Uh, I, I actually thought I had a lot of fun watching um, the se- uh, series finale, but I didn't look at it as so much the finale, right? That mm-hmm. felt like a mid-season finale, you know, where like, right. oh, now they now they take two weeks off instead of, you know, waiting till next week. This was like leading for more. And the only thing I can think of is. And we will find that out when Aesop comes back from his call. Dave, <laughs> fill in for Aesop until he gets reconnected. I would I never, love the Internet. I would never try to fill in for Aesop. But I, I you know, no, take I, his place. I like the episode uh, just fine. It, it's it's more in line with just my general overall feel of Moon Knight that. It's a good series. It's probably not the best series for me just because some things I like, some things I didn't. But, uh, you know, I thought I thought it was great to see, you know, the Moon Knight and Mr. Knight's powers in full display. 
that sort of thing. But yeah, I think you're right. Abrupt is a good way to do it. You know, 42 minutes and, and we're tying in, uh, tying up all these storylines and story arcs. And I know we'll dig deeper into some of the high water marks and high water moments, but uh, probably my favorite episode of the season actually. But, um, I get what you're saying. Well, of course, you you've been be- you've been begging for action all series, so it to me it stands to reason that this would be your favorite. Yes, absolutely. But with yeah, Aesop, I'm just just saying, with Aesop back, I I will yield the floor to him again and and let him finish right. his, his statement. Well, I apologize. I got yeeted right at the like most important part of my speech. It's always the way it works. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I can think of is that we are getting more Moon Knight in some capacity. Uh, and, and I'm saying series-wise. There's just way too much left on the table. And I I, I I, didn't see too many people upset by the idea of this finale. But uh, you know there's a good contingency of people that are, you know, like, that's it? That's that's all we're we're getting. Yeah, I'm sure uh, that it's more than just myself, Dave. I'm sure you too, Patrick, maybe even you too, PC. But there was a lot left unsaid. And I I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, you look at you look at some of the things that happened in this last episode. And I'm sorry, I've forgotten. the What's the third personality's name? Drink. Jake. Jake Lockley. Jake. Jake Lockley. Jake Lockley, who we've been talking about and they've been hinting at, he literally is he is the big reveal at the in the post credit scene. Like if that doesn't scream season two, I, I don't know what does. You had Layla take on a, a, a mantle, become the first Egyptian superhero. Scarlet uh, Scarab. S- Scarlet Scarab, yeah. Um so like again, you 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 did all the it, you did all this launching point stuff. At the end of this episode, that I, I guess, I, yeah, I'm with you. I just, I don't see how you, I don't see how that's it for Moon Knight. And it, it I guess just, that's, it just feels impossible. Um, yeah, right. And I don't know if uh, how you three have been doing with the QR codes. Uh, we are guaranteed to have Kang be the big bad for this next collective team movie. Because uh, that's where right. that was the primary figure in this last QR code uh, deal is that you know normally it's been like a Moon Knight centric article, uh, not this one. This one's mainly Kang. So be prepared, it's Kang. Right. Well, I don't, I don't even think that you look at the end of Loki, uh, season one. Like it, I don't know that they've really kept it quiet. No, it's but... been no. It's been known that he's going to be the the primary antagonist in Quantum Mania, so yeah, keep it going, and it should be. And, and we're going to get to this when we talk a little bit more in Doctor Strange in Phase Four, because one of the, I added this to my rundown, uh, the internet whining about Phase Four and feeling directionless is is interesting to me, and I, and I think it's unfounded, but. Tony, what did you think of this episode? Uh, Dave liked it. The I don't know if you liked it the most, Dave, but he at least liked the action that there was action. He's he's been very he's been very vocal about wanting something I, to happen. Yeah, I think I liked this episode the most out of the six. Sure, I'll, yeah. I'll own that. Okay, Tony, your thoughts? I just I enjoyed the series as a whole. Yeah, we're going to get more Moon Knight. I think it's going to be in one of these movies. 
movies. I don't yeah. think you're going to see this series anymore. That's just me personally. I, I'm okay with either one of them. I thought the last episode was fine enough. Um, I love the ending where Jake Lockley is in the car with Kanchu. You know, that's excellent. I wouldn't mind seeing a lot more of Scarlet Scarab as well. I think that's a really great character. So, yeah, they, they hit another home run with the streaming series. You can you can com- try and compare it to all the other ones, and some of them are just so freaking good that they're not going to be able to... You know, WandaVision, I think, the, the concepts that were brought forth in there and the callbacks and the way it was done and how popular Elizabeth Olsen became as the character, I think that's number one in my book. But this definitely isn't at the bottom of the list as far as the streaming series go, and I, I enjoyed it. It's making me want more Moon Knight. I mean, it's my freaking skin in Fortnite, so, you know. Nice. Uh, Here's the reason why WandaVision is so good, though. It has nine episodes. They were able to flesh everything out that they wanted to. They were able to create more of an emotional direction and story because of that. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Patrick, it's all Star Wars, okay? Let's not start this. I'm not. Why why you got to do that to me? It's not my (laughs) fault. The Rise of Skywalker is trash. Anyway. so we got six episodes instead of nine. What are we good? What can we really do hey, about it? Bonus Nothing. question, Pat. Well, what do you hate more, Rise of Skywalker or Book Up Boba Fett? I'm just curious. Oh God, God. Happy, Happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. <laughs> That's Sophie's choice right there. Jesus Christ! What? What Speaking did I do to deserve that? Damn right. <laughs> anyway, no. Here's it. I agree to a degree because I actually felt WandaVision was about an episode too long. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that seven would have been a nice sweet spot for, uh, for Moon Knight. I think seven would have been a pretty decent sweet spot for a lot of these Marvel series, whether it be ones that we see airing on the long side or the short side. If I were to, if you, you talk about like ranking the series that we've had so far for me, my least favorite has been Falcon and the winter soldier. And I liked Falcon, the winter soldier. It just, it was not, it was not my favorite. Uh, I would probably put, uh, this is going to sound, I don't know if this is going to sound hot takey, but to me, what if was next to last. And then I moved up to Moon Knight's like right in the middle. Uh, it goes Moon Knight, then Loki, and then WandaVision for me. Am I leaving any out? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawkeye's weird because it's like a Christmas. I, Hawkeye's probably number three. Actually, if I, because like I really, I thoroughly enjoyed Hawkeye. I liked Loki more than, than Hawkeye. And WandaVision is as much art as it is a, as a, as it is a series, and I and as an homage to television, which I know Tony and I both really appreciated. It, it it was it did a lot of different stuff and was was a little less comic booky because of its like homage to television. If that makes sense. Do, do we have a next Marvel Disney Plus streaming series? Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Marvel. Oh, it is okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was it. That was in stereo. Yeah, I, I mean, it. WandaVision is, I think, that's the clear I is the clear winner of these series. Right. For me, Moon Knight is probably two, and I'd probably give Loki three. I after that, I think I don't really like any of the series. After that, uh, they're fine, and they have bits and pieces of it. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is the least for me. I, I really don't enjoy Hawkeye all that much. I'm also not a big holiday guy, you know, so maybe that plays into so it. So anyway, um, what's, what's wrong with going down to the auto repair shop? We're just grabbing some old tires. 
Why couldn't we be celebrating Hanukkah? Stop, That's all I have to stop say. Stop at gym. Stop at gymnasiums plus on your way home after you know, that and pick you know up some why mats. Not celebrating get in your backyard. Wrap <laughs> yeah. those trees and gym mats and start Thanks throwing lot, garbage cans nice, around. Sir. You could be the next Captain America. On a side note, uh, we'll get to this. After watching Doctor Strange, Sam was taking a real risk here with the way he was learning how to throw that fucking shield. Like I'm just saying. Anyway, we'll get to that again. We'll get to that <laughs> later. Um, cut a dude in half. He could Sam Wilson could have been cut in half with those gym mats. It's anyway. I got I got physics problems anyway with with this whole thing because you bounce it off of trees yet it can go through a human being. I don't understand. You're like mm, that's. Mm. But you know it's it's a comic book movie, so I'm gonna be okay with it. Uh, it's not like it's The Rise of Skywalker or the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, comic books, right? Comic books too. Dave, take us home. You throw me, throw that back oh. to me now. Here's throw that back to you. What what do you want to see happen next with the Moon Knight character? Okay, so I'll go there. This is a conversation I had with my wife this morning about why you know asking her why'd you like Moon Knight so much and why didn't I like it as much as you and and I think. It comes down to connectivity, and and this is where Marvel has kind of spoiled us. And in some respects, and Pat, you're you're talking about how the internet's whining about Phase Four's got no direction. It's the same conversation, I think, where there where there's like the connectivity that's going on is lacking in Moon Knight. Like they don't, it doesn't connect to anything. It, and 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 it's fine as a standalone series, and that's great. Um, but. And I know some guys at Marvel had been interviewed and they said there were a couple places where we toyed with the idea about doing a connection and we said, no, we don't need to do that. And there's a lot of people, and, and I, I'd say myself included, that say, well, I need this to tie into something because you've trained me that this, it's not like DC where nothing's connected. And every time they've tried to connect it, it's failed. Marvel is all about connectivity. And Moon Knight just kind of stands on its own out there. And I think that's where a bit of the disconnect for me kind of came in is like the series is fun on its own and this is a really cool character and i want to see more but where does he fit in in the bigger scheme of things and that's kind of where my disconnect was i hope season two so, does more and I, I agree with you guys there's going to be a season two um and and i just want to see where he fits into the grand scheme of everything so i'm going to say to you what my least favorite professional football player said to us all once R-E-L-A-X. Relax, everybody. Relax. Like, people are people are so making phase three and four of Marvel this narrative of what Marvel always was. Phase one and two of Marvel didn't know shit about shit about what they were doing outside of how hey, we're going to do an Avengers movie. That's it. We didn't like I saw a dude on Twitter and I was going to go there during Doctor Strange. So we might we might do this twice. I saw a dude going off on Doctor Strange in phase four and being like Marvel just throwing all this stuff and they don't know what they're doing. They don't know where they're going. And I, I just this is this is dangerous. Everything's falling apart. No, I, I would be willing to bet one. There's a better plan than what they had back when the Avengers like they just knew they wanted to make an Avengers. Movie. We didn't know Thanos was going to be a thing until the avengers and then we didn't really know what was going they made it took them 20 movies people 20 movies to 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 reach what they reached plus we just like 
the Infinity Saga and the repercussions of that event, they are still managing now. And so I get that everybody wants like, and I'm not saying this is you, Dave, like by any means. I I mean, it might be a little bit. I was going to say everything you're saying, I agree with. And I'm not making an excuse for myself. And I I recognize that my mentality is, is, is probably misguided because everything you're saying is right. This is all going to play out. I'm just saying from an emotional right. connection standpoint right now, I'm like, where does this fit in? I, I, I want to know where this fits in, but you're absolutely See, right. Everything you're saying. I think, I think that's, I think that's indicative of people in general and the impatience that comes with it. Like, I think it's, it's been fascinating to me. And I think that the other thing is, is I think that they've dropped some nuggets. Like, you know, Aesop just mentioned, you, you know, it's, we've, we've gotten Kang mentioned and thrown out there and teased. We've gotten secret wars quietly put out there now if people don't know what secret wars are and haven't caught on to that part yet okay that that i could kind of i could kind of see but that's the thing to me is that i i think that we've people have really forgotten that back in what what year did iron man come out like 2000 2008 so 14 years ago when when iron man was just like no, it was like this experiment to see if if Marvel was going to work as a property. It, it it really was about establishing, and we're establishing so much new that you really do have to kind of get to know the characters. You have to know who these folks are. We have to know about them. That's that's where I agree with Aesop about Moon Knight and wanting a, just even a little bit more, just a little bit more to know who this character is, because. We're going to get there at some point and we're going to build to it at some point. There's just there's just a lot of groundwork that needs to be relayed and and audiences have to buy into these characters as as who they are. And I think what they've really worked hard in the last two movies is to make Stephen Strange the guy. Like and and we'll talk again. We'll talk about that a little bit more when we talked about Doctor Strange. But Stephen Strange is the guy right now for Marvel. Uh, I mean, we had the same problem. We had the same problem, or I should say the the Marvel community had the same problem with Eternals. No right. one knows who the Eternals are. And you could arguably say that Shang-Chi had similar feelings, maybe not to the same extent as the Eternals, but no one knows who Shang-Chi is. Standalone films, they are great. They're good films. They're very good. They have to build this up. And by no means am I hating on Moon Knight. I just said it's my second favorite series. Uh, I just really hate these rush jobs that they're doing. Uh, I 100% agree with Patrick. Seven, eight episodes is probably that sweet spot and where they should be shooting for. That's just how I feel. Uh, I, you know, whatever, whatever. There's just so much left to be said, to still be told. And Marvel needs to do better, which I'm sure they will. This is just them giving us a taste. But what's funny is that we're sitting here saying Marvel needs to do better. And it's kind of that they're a victim of their own success. Yeah. Right. Like if, if this, if this was where we, if this is where, if this was our launching point, if phase four is our launching point of, of Marvel stuff and we didn't have 20 plus movies and, and series like WandaVision stuff, we're probably talking about Moon Knight in a completely different context. 
You, you just put that out there. Tony, you, did you have a thought? It looked like you were about to jump in there. Nope. He says, hide, hide me from the microphone. Okay. Um, all right. We're going to close the book on uh, Moon Knight. We will return to Marvel after the second commercial break. We're going to take our first commercial break, though, and head over to the trailer park when we come back. Uh, and talk a little and talk a little Star Wars, because like I mentioned last week, Star Wars Day happened and there were announcements. There was news. And so we're going to we're going to go over that. We're going to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the ChairShot Radio Network here on the ChairShot.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com bringing you breaking news, interviews podcasts galore everything pro wrestling, make sure you check it out thechairshot.com Alright so before we get to talking a little bit about Star Wars and, and no you don't have to listen to me rail on the book of Boba Fett or the Rise of Skywalker or talk about R2-D2 we're not going to do that we're going to talk about what's coming. But before we get there, we do want to take a little jaunt on over to the trailer park. So, Dave, if you could please cue that beautiful banjo. Welcome into the trailer park, gentlemen. The first trailer up, Mr. Aesop Mitchell had feelings. Send us a picture of his reaction. Uh, anybody who went and saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness also got a look at the first trailer for the next Avatar film, Avatar The Way of Water. I went to find the trailer to see if it had been put online. And no, they haven't put it online yet. So they're... I guess on one hand, if you really want to see it, you got to go to see Doctor Strange, which I endorse that. But it does come with the cost of having to sit through the Avatar, The Way of Water trailer, which didn't tell you anything, like, at all about the movie, really, except that there's water and that people swim through it. Tony? Did any did any of you see the movie in 3D? Yes, I did. It hurt my eyes because it was so long that the eye strain, I, did you I get- couldn't finish it. Did you get the this preview in 3D? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking about the original Avatar film. No, I did no, not. No. I did not go see Doctor Strange in 3D, so I didn't get the trailer in 3D. No, I did. Did you, Aesop? Yeah. Okay, so that was the best part about the trailer, was the 3D imaging and what you saw from that trailer was fucking unbelievable. If you thought the 3D effects in Doctor Strange were good... Like watching that preview of it, I'm not going to go see the movie. I didn't see the first one, but watching that trailer in 3D was amazing. I don't know if you felt differently, Asa, but I thought that was spectacular. Well, uh, uh, 
let me give you a, give everyone listening an idea of how I feel towards this movie. The picture that I sent to uh, these gentlemen was me flipping off the trailer for Avatar because I just don't care. I didn't care so, so much about the first movie. I will say it, it looked great back then, but it looks like the same level of technology for CGI work now. I, I didn't think it particularly looked all that great. Um, it, it was one of those hokey music videos where they just have like the video vignettes over top of it. What you can't give me anything more than that. Uh, and it, it felt long. It felt, it looks dumb. I just don't want to see it. I'm going to see it. I'll be forced to, I'm sure, but I'm done. Well, Dave. <laughs> yeah. I uh... follow that. I can't I can't possibly follow that. I I mean, it it, like you guys are saying, it didn't tell you anything. And maybe if I'd seen it in 3D like Tunny did, I'd be more impressed with it. But I'm just like, who cares? You know, it just like I'm like Aesop. I really don't care. You know, probably end up seeing the movie as well, because, um, you know, why not? It's been a long time since the other one came out. Let's see. But I I think until you actually get any sort of plot, like who are they? Is it all the same people? Where's Jake Sully? What the hell's going on? Are these their kids? They showed them. Sam Sam Worthington, Sam Worthington narrated parts of the trailer. Like did he right at the end? I wasn't paying paying attention by then. I was like, let's get to the movie already. Cause it was the last of like 10 trailers. I'm like, fuck this. Let's get to the movie already. Well, here, here was my thing. This is a movie that came out 14 years ago. And and I don't know that there was a real big clamoring for a sequel to be made. Now, this is also coming from a guy who is really excited to see the Top Gun sequel. Like, <laughs> so, so I'm not going to cast dispersions too hard towards the 14-year vacancy. But, you know, the 40-year disparity has allowed the nostalgia to actually hit hard enough to where when I see the Jets and Tom Cruise on the motorcycle and hear the music play, I, I'm like, yes. Like, I'm sitting next to the little O'Dowd, and I'm like, sign me up. Tony, I don't care that you don't like it. Like, well, that's you're fine. missing. You you're can, missing a very important part. You can hate good part. things. It's good. You're missing a very important part here, though. I'll, I'll Top Gun is culturally relevant. It, it, even, it, it always has been. It has a cult following. It was a good movie as, in the first place. Did Avatar have that? Avatar had people who got depressed because they couldn't live on the planet from Avatar. That was a news item from well, you see 2009. That, you see that with My Little Pony, Adventures of, was it, Hysteria or whatever the hell that show is called. Oh, I thought you were going to point out that Tony's a brony and that, you know. He could be. Been, We've established he could that be a, a brony. Are you? Yeah. I, yeah. Everybody knows Tony is a brony this week on Bandwagon Nerds. <laughs> Tony. We love you. I man. was excited that Val Kilmer's picture was hanging on someone's wall, and that he was, was the one nice that recommended Maverick. I thought that was excellent, but the rest of it is going to be a flaming pile of poo. You're Miles wrong, Teller. but that's okay. Miles, stop Teller. it! It's going to overcome Miles Teller. It's going to do it. <laughs> I believe in this. It's also it might, Jim. but but uh, Miles Teller is still a flaming pile of poo. I. <laughs> Um, I don't even know if being Goose's Goose son is going to be My dad shouldn't have trusted you, and I won't make the same mistake. Look at my mustache. Oh, look, he's oh, turning Top into Gun a brony. Top Gun 2. Anyway, <laughs> we're not even talking about Top Gun 2. We're talking about Avatar The Way of Water. Exactly. Which, <laughs> which let's, 
And this is the other thing is people loved that movie because it was gorgeous. Like, I think that really like technically like it won all these technical awards because like you mentioned Aesop at the time that the first movie was released, it was cutting edge 3d technology. It was, it was a three hour long movie. And the problem that I had was that it was just like my eye strain was so bad that I couldn't actually finish watching the movie. Uh, with the with the 3D glasses, it was killing me. Um, as a guy who wears glasses too, it doesn't it it doesn't help. I look forward to partaking in certain extracurricular activities and then going and see the movie and enjoying That's the right. colors Get really even more. High, drop some acid, <laughs> do what you got to do to Whoa. make it all better, Dave. Before I move on to this next trailer, you didn't really get a chance to comment. Do you care about Avatar: The Way of Water as we bury it on our show? Uh, define care. <laughs> That'd be my response. Uh, so Dave's not going to catch this one at the theater either. Let's move on to another series that nobody's been asking for. The Game of Thrones prequel had its first trailer dropped. House of Dragon coming soon to an HBO near you. Um, I don't know. I have paid attention to this trailer. I don't. I don't know if. I'm interested in a series about the Targaryens. Tony, aha. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. This the isn't problem? the story. This isn't the story the fans of Game of Thrones wanted. No, they wanted Arya Stark. That's what they wanted. I want to know what the fuck is west of Westeros, okay? You fucking right. threw it out there. Now I want to fucking know. We already know what happens and ends with the Targaryens. That's fine. I guess if if we get that eventually, I'm okay with that. It's all Star Wars, so I'm going to enjoy it. David Ongar? Uh, I think a lightsaber would have made a difference in Game of Thrones, don't you, Tony? At some <laughs> point. Uh, yeah, didn't you see it at the Red Wedding? Oh, yeah, that's true. Made a, di- made a difference in Free Guy, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, from my standpoint, since I've never actually finished the Game of Thrones series, I'm like, okay. I, I understand there's still, you know, like my wife's excited. <laughs> working on it guys i'm still working on it but uh i guess yeah i mean i know i know a lot of game of thrones fans are 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 excited and i know an equal a number of them who feel like you guys do like um we want an aria story and not this bullshit you know so if there's more dragons then that's cool I'm, i'm all in for that but you know beyond that we'll see um I just don't. I don't think anything. Yeah, I think anything after that all is going to be way less effective. You should just stop. Right. It's it's Game of Thrones, man. I don't I don't care anymore. That last season just burned all good faith I had in it. And um, see, I I will actually I won't defend it too hard, but that's another season that if I were to describe it as abrupt. That's the way I would describe it. It's it was trying it's to wrap up it was trying to wrap up it's, too much in too little time. I wish it had more episodes. It's too bad HBO couldn't figure out how to make the budget work for the previous edition of Game of Thrones called Rome because that was fucking excellent and the leads in that the show fuck? were phenomenal. <laughs> and suddenly we've got all the we've we are all over the place on the bandwagon today. We've got we're talking about Game of Thrones. And being disappointed. 
We, uh, Tony's a brony. Anyway, Tony's a brony. Oh, Tony's a brony. Like, there's ridiculous. all sorts of stuff. All right. Here's, I have to make a shirt uh, for every episode, apparently, because Tony's a brony is definitely happening. Oh, the title Jesus. of the episode. I can I need promise to, you. I can, Aesop, I can promise you that shirt will never, ever <laughs> make its way to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the cheer shot. That, that, my friend, that, my friend, is a one billion percent PC Tunney guarantee. Wow, PC Tunney guarantee. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones prequel series. I don't Let even need this. to text Greg right now while you text him the 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 t-shirt idea because Greg would never put that on that website. So don't even waste <laughs> your fucking time. I do have one question because a, a few weeks back we sat here and talked about Amazon's Lord of the Rings series and we're excited about it. Uh, or at least to varying degrees. Some of us were excited about it. Some of us we're lukewarm. PC Namely, Tony. Aesop and I were pretty excited. PC was like, meh. And uh, Dave, you seemed intrigued, but not like, oh my God, sign my ass up, right? No, no sign my ass up for anything Lord of the Rings. Absolutely. Right. So why are we excited about this prequel and not about Game of Thrones? Well, first of all, there's source material to the game, uh, to Lord of the Rings. And eh. uh, the, I mean, the Lord of the Rings series is even more iconic than Game of Thrones. Maybe not in the recency of it all, but overall, Lord of the Rings has a far deeper lore, has more to build on, and, and people have more trust in the Lord of the Rings. They just straight up do. Um, the I, I, I'm telling you right now, the last season of Game of Thrones hurt that fandom so much. And the way that they kind of rushed uh, George R.R. Martin as well. Just, I, I think, put a, a weird taste in people's mouths. And I, I don't know. It, it could be good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, completely write it off of my viewing list. But I'm not excited for it. Fair. Uh, and I guess on that rousing about a silence as Dave sort of awkwardly looks to the right and Tony fell asleep while talking about Lord of the Rings, <laughs> we will move on to another trailer that I was unreasonably excited about because I love this shitty little television show. And make no mistake, this is this is beautiful, just pointless pop nostalgia. But Cobra Kai season five has dropped its teaser trailer and announced that its New Year's tradition is actually moving up to a kind of a Labor Day tradition as season five is dropping in September after the last two seasons had dropped on New Year, like New Year's Day or like right after New Year's Day. And, and I don't know. We got to see Terry Silver in power. We got to see Daniel LaRusso and Chosen working together to fight the rise of Cobra Kai. We see Johnny heading down to Mexico to find Miguel. With Robbie. And I with can't Robbie. remember. With Robbie. With Robbie. Uh, there's there's just a lot going on. And I'm excited for it. I, I, I it's, it's another one of those shows that I, I keep preaching that people need to watch um, if they haven't. Because it's just, it's pure, it's pure pop fluff. That's, that's fun and harmless and ridiculous. All at the same time, like all those kids would be in jail. 
for God's sakes. Like they would all be at military school or something like that. They just, Daniel LaRusso would be in jail for child endangerment. John Kreese, Terry, all of those guys in jail, but not in, in the Valley because the all Valley tournament is like this, you know, dome that protects people from, I don't know, the law. We are talking about Dave. the Valley here in Southern California. I can vouch that. Yeah. They probably would get away with half that shit out here, but uh, I'm, I'm super excited. You guys were the ones who turned me on to the series. Uh, we watched it all through season four. I, I'm, I'm so stoked that we're getting it early. And on top of that, we got to look at season five and, and that did nothing to diminish my excitement level. In fact, it probably ratcheted up significantly because I'm like, oh yeah, let's, let's, let's get into it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's funny. This show has resurrected uh, people's interest in karate. I, at Magic Mountain last weekend, I can't tell you the number of people walking around with Cobra Kai fucking shirts on. I was like, wow, look at this. You Why know, were this... they fucking their Cobra Kai shirts? No, That's really I'm weird. Walking man. with Cobra Kai shirts. I'm sorry for the additional prefix there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's, an, it's called an adjective. Yeah, well, I. I don't know. Can we use Dave, fucking as an question? adjective? I don't know if we want to use fucking as an adjective, but more of a can verb. I ask you a question? Did, did any of those Cobra Kai shirts have tasteful boobies underneath them? No, they were all oh. they were all dudes. Sorry. Also, a shirt that needs to be made. Yes. Yes. I... I give that one the PC Tony seal of approval. Yeah, that's right. I'm a prude. This is Mother's Day for fuck's sake. Anyway. I'm sure your mom's got some tasteful boobies. Whoa. <laughs> wow. But coming full circle, so yes, Tony, I'm excited. Tony, why why do you hate Cobra Kai as much as you hate Top Gun? I don't I don't hate either of them to be honest with you. I just think Top Gun's cheesy and I didn't never really got into the Karate Kid to be honest with he you. Hates I've the seen 80s. the movie. He hates the but 80s, Pat. That's what it I is. I do not hate the 80s. The 80s the some of the best montage music of all time happens in Karate Kid. It's no okay. it's no Rocky it's You don't no Rocky like Boba Fett? I don't like Karate Kid. What do you want me to fucking do about it? And Top Gun. And Top Gun, like do, the I Top Gun thinks more of a bit. I actually like Top Gun. <laughs> oh, see, now the truth comes out. Aesop, did you have you watched Cobra Kai? Have you followed this series at all? Are you going to shit on it? Well, no, I'm I'm not going to shit on it. I have wanted to watch Cobra Kai for quite some time, and I have not been able to get around to it. But seeing this trailer and hearing everyone talk about it on here, especially you three, my friends, my brethren, uh, I'm going to make it my priority to get through the four seasons before season five comes out. Ray would this endorse is a it show. as well. Ray would endorse it as well, right. Aesop. Here, here's the thing I'll say about Cobra Kai, because it is like there's not a lot of thinking involved in this show at all. Like, it's great. It's one of the fastest binge watches for me ever like it, it really was one of those things like i was like ah, i'm gonna start this and see where it goes and the next thing you know you like wake up it's 3 a.m and you've missed two episodes because you were just letting them seem seamlessly go right into the next one the only show i've watched and binge watched faster was ted lasso because i mi- i didn't i didn't watch ted lasso season one when it, when it first hit i watched it after the fact and that was a show i just couldn't Appointment television. 
do we have do we have time to go around the horn briefly fastest binge watch on a series for everybody sure fastest binge watch on a series for me it was ted lasso uh dave uh probably cobra kai oh god damn i don't know study wrong deadwood two days Ooh, dead Deadwood's a good choice. Uh, Deadwood oh, was definitely oh, a good choice. Thing in two days. That's all I did. Here's something I want to throw out to you guys. You know, Netflix in a shitstorm of uh, problems right now, losing subscribers, profits down, shares down, lawsuits down, <laughs> being filed against them. Uh, Cobra Kai is one of the really good things that they've got going for them right now. So I don't know if maybe that had something to do with them pulling the releasing it earlier or who knows. But I thought, well, you know, between Stranger Things and Cobra Kai and the Witchers out there somewhere. Ozark. Ozark yeah, as well. That too. Ozark. Umbrella Academy's coming. Like some of their other Lock and key. Their shows are yeah, Lock and Key. Lock and Key. But Lock and Key they've announced as, as their final season. So, uh, but at least they did it in a way to where you could prepare for it. Witcher. Uh, anyway. We've talked about Netflix at length on previous episodes. Check out our archives. Final trailer before we go into um, Star Wars talk in full is a Star Wars series. We got a second Obi-Wan trailer. So we we, we got an Obi-Wan tease. And then on Star Wars Day, we got a, another Obi-Wan trailer with some more snippets of what is going to happen in this series. And that it appears to be where... You know, we're going to get the Inquisitors hunting down Obi-Wan Kenobi and him trying to elude them. For those of you who don't know, the Inquisitors are Jedi hunters that are formed after the formation of the Empire to help hunt down the remaining surviving Jedi after post-Order 66. And they are seen in Star Wars Rebels and going to show up in live-action form here in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So, post formation of the empire pre a new hope we're we're here and we're going to see there were a couple of things that stood out to me in this trailer first and foremost the the appearance of the inquisitors i actually don't care about darth vader and his role in this this show too much like i think it's gonna like it's nice that hating christensen's back it's nice that that vader vader needs to be a part of this show what really I found to be interesting and I hope they they explore a little bit more than what they tease in the trailer is, you know, Obi-Wan surviving the Inquisitors, but also his relationship with Owen, uh, Owen Lars, and that there's clearly and we, we there's a, there was a hinting of a rift back in, you know, in A New Hope and, and there there's some serious backfilling in in flipping and cartwheels being turned because that just wasn't explained back in 77 when we made the first movie in, in any way that anybody could know today in 2022 but the idea that we're going to explore this this rift between obi-wan and owen lars over what should be done with luke skywalker i thought was a really interesting and i hope it is something that they pursue in this series and that it's not just a one-off conversation that we get in one episode um tony you like to say it's star wars uh, and sort of throw up your hands. So it's Star Wars, and throw up your hands. Tell us, tell us what you thought about this next trailer. You missed one word. It's all Star Wars. All Star Wars, my friend. It's all, it's all Star Wars. Um, are we going to cover this? Uh, What's next? 
I gotta look at release dates because this comes out late May, May, May 20th. Yeah, right? I think Day. something comes out because we I think we got the no, the 27th June. Friday. What what comes in June? Miss Marvel yeah. comes in June. Who said we were reviewing Miss Marvel? I didn't. Or did you did, did you just say we were reviewing Miss Marvel? No, I oh, thought God, the we better be reviewing Miss Marvel. I, no, no, I don't want to sound watch like that. You, you're you're already pre hating it. I no, I just don't want to watch it. All the more reason we review it to make you watch it. This is just ridiculous. Uh, and I'm a Care Bear guy, by the way. If you want to fucking put that out there, go for it. But the Brony thing is bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit media publicity that's been produced by Aesop Mitchell. You're welcome. <laughs> but see, here's the thing is, The Boys Season 3 re- starts on June 3rd, 2022. Like, and I, I know you guys don't like this. Patrick O'Dowd has pretty strong feelings about covering multiple shows on one episode of Bandwagon Nerds. It needs to happen. <laughs> there are other podcasts. But ones that matter? Couple. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say that, you know, saying like it's, it's challenging. Listen, anyway, why don't you cover it? Why don't you cover it on Down the Wire? Oh, come on. Oh, dear God. <laughs> My, my brother can barely sit through a, the Doctor Strange movie. All right, so Obi-Wan, the trailer. What do we think about the trailer? Fuck's sake. It was, it was great. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm I'm excited for it. It looks really good. Um, I, I didn't really care too much about Mandalorian and Boba Fett. I have learned to enjoy Mandalorian. Boba Fett, I'm still iffy on. It's not great, but, you know, they have its moments. Obi-Wan looks really good. Don't, the thing that I hate the most about this series, though, is that it's not called Obi-Wan or Kenobi. I don't like it being called Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know that's a nitpick bitch move, but, man, I want it to be But you are a nitpicky so bitch, so there I you am. go. There's a, there's, a, there's a t-shirt. I could make that happen, too. <laughs> All right. We, we, we... No, stop. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Dave Ungar. Oh, I'm I love the trailer. I I mean, whether we cover it on the or show she. or not, I'm going to be watching the show. Um, I I feel like there's going to be more Vader in this than we're probably anticipating. I, I really get that sense that they're going to do more with him, and and the his pursuit of Obi Wan is going to be obviously very central to what's going on. But there's there's a lot they can do with Vader's story that hasn't been told yet that they can inject into this series that would be fascinating for fans to see but i i'm i'm all into it I, I agree with you pat the the machinations behind why you know owen tried to keep luke away from all this bullshit for so long and, and what went into that is going to get fleshed out in this series and, and i'm really interested to see you know how that develops as we go along so yeah this is going to be a, a a must see in my opinion yeah i i mean for me i have always for all of my complaining about the prequel trilogy because and i'm an old man star wars fan i i don't loathe like i don't loathe them the way i loathe some of the other star wars properties that we've talked about on these podcast airwaves but the one thing that was always solid no matter what was ewan mcgregor period like i I don't think there's any argument about how great he was and i think of if anybody has earned the 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 show that that they have, Ewan McGregor has earned the show. 
and, and I'm excited for it, and I look forward to seeing it. And he was excited to to step back into that character. And Hayden Christensen is ex- is excited to step back into his role, Relevancy. whatever that may be, whether that be whether that be as a um, flashback. Yeah, I'm just ignoring it. Um, we'll get to we'll get to that in a sec. He, you know, he he caught some backlash. He didn't catch Jake Lloyd backlash. Uh, he didn't catch uh, Ahmed Best backlash, bless their hearts. But um, you know, he he was faulted, I, I think, a little unfairly at times for what I would still argue is some of the worst writing you've ever seen for script. Like just the dialogue was terrible. George Lucas should never be allowed to actually write a script unchecked. He doesn't. He's not a good writer. Great, uh, just because you have a great idea doesn't mean you're a great writer. Just it is. Dave, why are you rolling your eyes up? You're kind of like leaning your head. You know, you're fine. I'm fine. You just, are you just tired? No, I'm fine. Is it, is I thought it, is it I a 60-year-old man in you? Yeah, 60 years. Uh, I, I thought, you know, Hayden Christensen was hit and miss in that whole series. Some stuff he did really well that that were, we, I, we talked about it, where he talks about his hatred for the sand people. I mean, he sold the shit out of that scene. And then in other ones, not so much. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So... I'm looking forward to seeing what comes back. You all right? What happened, Tony? I just, okay. I just in my, in my, I popped myself thinking about like a comment I was going to say out loud, but I didn't say it because I didn't want to stop the show. But then you asked me, so now I'm explaining. <laughs> it's taking longer, and I was like, "Yeah, fucking sand people." And then that cracked. Yeah, me up. fucking sand people. I, I, I dislike them too. So, yeah, I, I'm excited for the end of May. I wish, I actually wish the first episode would have dropped this, you know, this past Wednesday. Uh, and I get it. It's probably a little too on the nose. And I know they weren't they were wanting to avoid conflicting with some other releases that, that Disney Plus was putting out that they didn't want to touch Moon Knight. They didn't want to mess with some other things. And that is a, a crossover fan base. So uh, I, I look forward to it. It's another six episode event. So dun, here's, dun, the, dun, dun. here's the good thing about this versus a Moon Knight. long Star Wars movie. Well, and, and here's the other thing. This is a known commodity, right? Like, this is a show with a character that is familiar, is beloved, is established. You don't need to understand who Obi-Wan Kenobi is. We have had six movies with Obi-Wan Kenobi. An entire series of um, animated series of the Clone Wars to establish who Obi-Wan Kenobi is. And Rebels. And this- pieces of Rebels. Besides Luke, Leia, and Han Solo, they haven't casted the characters in Star Wars any better than they did with Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan Kenobi and his part of playing that character. Like, that's those are the top four casted people acting and playing those characters, in my opinion. And that's why he's been so popular. Absolutely, 100%. All right. As I mentioned, Star Wars Day came and went, and we got it updated um list of and reminder from disney of what's coming and i shared this list it's an edited updated list that basically goes over the 10 releases that disney reminded us are coming in the future surrounding star wars first of course is obi-wan kenobi allegedly also coming this year is diego luna returning to his role as cassian andor from rogue one to lead this series it is currently filming 
I hope that it gets done. We have Ahsoka in 2023. We got introduced to her during the Book of Boba Fett um, and Mandalorian. She's popped up in both of those, uh, Rosario Dawson. Um, Rogue Squadron, the Patty Jenkins movie, is 2023. And then we get a bunch of untitled stuff. Taika Waititi, who is the hottest creative mind in Hollywood, has a trilogy coming his way. Lando? Lando? Star Wars Acolyte we've heard about. And then Star Wars, a droid series, uh, a droid story, which I don't know that I need a series about droids, but we're going to get a series about droids. So unless it's a, unless it's the R2-D2 story in which we see that R2-D2 secretly pulls all the strings. But we already know that. We already know that R2-D2 is the most powerful character in the Star Wars universe. We don't need a whole series to remind us all about how he's he's the one. He's the puppet master. He's he's the one. He's the pull of the marionette strings. All about Unless you're going to talk about R2-D2, I don't need a series about droids. Um, and, and R2-D2 being in the series isn't necessary. Gentlemen, we'll start with Dave Ongar. We've known about a lot of these projects, so a lot of this was just for minor news. But out of these projects, which one grabs your attention and why? We won't go too deep into this. So I'll go outside the box a little bit. I'd probably say the Acolyte is the one that's kind of got my attention the most because we know what we've got with Ahsoka. We, like you said, yeah, you've seen her before. We saw her in Clone Wars and Rebels and her development. But Acolyte seems to be kind of going, according to the article, 70 years before the uh, the uh, original trilogy takes place. So you're, you're kind of, I mean, and there's a lot of us who've wanted to see like Knights of the Old Republic serialized or brought into a movie. And this is taking, you know, going back far enough where you can kind of catch the tail end of what fell out of that thing with Revan and, and Darth Malak and all that sort of stuff. So I'm kind of curious about that one to see where that puts in the timeline, whether whether Star Wars takes a page from the MCU and says, hey, we're going to take we understand that there's video games and there's canon out there, but we're going to kind of modify that a little bit, bring it forward and put it in this timeline and see if maybe they do something with that story arc here in the Acolyte. Because some of what they're talking about in final days of the High Republic era, that does open the door a little bit to what happened in Knights of the Old Republic. They're remaking the video game. So I'm very curious and, and excited to see what comes of that. Tony, out of this list, I, what has your attention? A lot of it. I mean... Honestly, a droid story is, is is very intriguing to me. Anytime they introduce new droids, we, we go crazy for them. There's new Lego sets. There's new little mini robots you can go buy. I mean, it happens all the time, right? It's one of the most successful parts of the non-movie part of Star Wars is is kind of the droid thing. Rogue Squadron. This, this is the next one in the theater, right? I mean, that's what I'm Mostly, excited yeah. for. That, that means three fucking D. So... Uh, um, and I'm really interested to see what kind of story they tell now with Rangers of the New Republic, considering where they were wanting to go, and they kind of had to redo that a little bit. This is true. Uh, again, why do you this need new way. droids when you have? Why do you need new droids when you have R2D2? Luke Skywalker. Who? Luke Skywalker is nothing. Luke Skywalker is nothing without R2. Nothing. Thanks, Dave. I, hey, bestie, I, I love you over there. Nothing. 
Look at Dave. Dave, Dave is fucking uh, laughing love, at this, this your is, opinion right now. This is one of my favorite debates, you guys, with the R2-D2. Is he the most powerful? Is he overrated sort of thing? So it's, he's it's not great. overrated. He's the most powerful character in Star Wars. Very properly rated. Right behind Luke Skywalker. Who up, pretty up, much dominates whatever he needs to. The only Luke, reason that nothing. Star Wars exists at all is Luke Skywalker. Luke, like the it, definition of it's failure. Like, I go John Krasinski wasn't don't... on The Office and Steve Car- Carell wasn't either. There would have been no office. <laughs> I mean, Dwight Schrute still be a hell of a character, but there'd be no office. So, you know. I'm just saying, I without R2, nothing. He's quite, he's quite the Dwight Schrute. I agree. He's nothing. He's way more than a Dwight Schrute. And people shouldn't watch The Office. That show is terrible. None of those characters are worth watching. They're irredeemable Unless and completely it's the British worthless. Office. Unless it's the British Office. I mean, geez, people who like The Office probably like Seinfeld. Anyway, what? What? Did what? What? Aesop. Aesop. What? Well, what you got considering considering PC said he was excited for every last one of these things. I don't know where else I'm supposed to go. Uh, to well, me, the so only you thing can that... actually you can actually make a decision like a grown up. See, that's what you can do. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, it, for me, it has to be Rogue Squadron. That's the the one thing that I want more than anything. Uh, I, if I had a little bit more information on maybe Taika's project, I could, you know, have a little bit more love for it. But goddamn, I love the Rogue Squadron series. I know it's not going to tie in in the same way, but damn, getting some Wedge Antilles love is much needed and surprise it hasn't happened until now i don't know yeah that's a good point uh, i mean he's been he's been he's been given novels that's been about it yeah so um i actually am a little interested i am interested in, in andor um uh, i have made it no secret that rogue one is my favorite of the new Star Wars films that have come out in this Disney wave. I think it's the best. I don't think it's all that close. And and I, I like I, I've I've appreciated it and I liked his character and think that there's enough there was enough of a character in Rogue One for me to actually want to know his story. And so I'm looking forward to seeing it and and seeing what happens with that. So that's me. I would I would would propose this i think overall the four of us might agree on the fact that we're most interested in seeing who's going to play lando if they can get donald glover to come back and play that role that that's really really interesting so and i'd love to see it be narrated by billy d williams ah that'd be awesome as long as he as long as he pushes some colt 45 in the middle of like it'd be like one commercial break where he's talking about having some some malt liquor it's all Star Wars. Billy D is smooth as silk. But all right, fellas. That's going to do it for Star Wars talk. Awesome job. We are <laughs> going to take our second commercial break here. And when we come back, we're going to break down and talk about and ruin Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness for any of you who haven't watched it. So this is your last warning that if you don't want to be spoiled, Skip to the end. Uh, and we ain't even going to give you a, a timestamp. You're just going to have to fast forward. And every time you hear something about Doctor Strange, you just got to keep going. Because uh, that's on you. 
Uh, but before we go to our recorded commercials, I do want to remind everybody that if you like what we do here on the ChairShot Radio Network at thechairshot.com and you want to help us keep putting out quality content every single day on these internet airwaves, head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and invest in one of our mini shirts, even shirts for this show. That's right. I'm even wearing it today. I'm wearing the Bandwagon Nerd shirt, repping the brand. You can get that at at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Maybe you just want an OG chair shot logo. We got that at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Maybe you want to know that everyone hates Greg. You can get that shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and many, many others. We love putting this content out. We hope you enjoy listening to this content and we want your support. And the best way to support us is to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get one of these shirts. You can spend $19.99 for one of these shirts. But if you're feeling fancy, you want something that feels nice on your giblets, spend a few dollars more and get it soft style. Again, that site, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. When we come back, we are going to talk everything Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You are listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, welcome back, everyone. It's time. It's time. You've been warned repeatedly on this show. You've been warned repeatedly in our uh, in our social media posts, which, by the way, gang, good job uh, on picking up on the social media posting. I like what we're doing. I, I appreciate all of you, uh, but we've tried we've tried to warn you. We've given you the heads up. It's time to talk Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and we're gonna start this the way we always do. We're gonna go, we're gonna make Dave go last because Dave talks the most, uh, and we'll. we'll and we'll run down more of the movie, and I'll have to keep going. Like, wait a minute, we're gonna get back to that. We're gonna get back to, but we love him for it. We'll start with the man who um, saw it first and was begging for yeah. somebody to talk to about it, begging, pushing on Tony's anti-spoiler button in the I'm chat. Take, which I'm gonna have to take Aesop next time. <laughs> which, to Aesop's credit, he didn't spoil anything at all. He didn't, but he saw it on opening night. He saw it Thursday night, and it was like, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. I want to talk to this. And so after I finished seeing the movie on Saturday, I DM'd him with my initial thought, or at least my initial reaction of what I thought was probably the biggest deal. And we went from there for a little bit. Uh, had a brief conversation with Ray Cash, and um, that was uh, that was fun. I had, got to educate him a little bit about Sam Raimi, and we'll get into that when we get to my thoughts on the film. But um, yeah, so Aesop, you saw it first. Your thoughts on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Very fun movie. Oh my god, insanely fun from start to finish. Uh, I love the the added level of humor in this one. Uh, Doctor, the first Doctor Strange had some good humor moments, but this had. Uh, a, not quite to the same extent, but similar to what Thor 2 to Thor 3 had. 
there was just a, a ramped up level of humor, even though the stakes are most definitely higher. And America Chavez, I, I'm not even going to attempt to uh, pronounce the name of the actress. She did such a fantastic job. And that is my biggest takeaway is that we are 100 percent. I am guaranteeing it right now, getting America Chavez the series. Uh, that is my biggest takeaway. You know it's happening because they did not explore the multiverse as much as we thought they were going to, as much as they teased the idea of what is it, like 276 new characters were going to be established in this. Uh, not so much. Uh, <laughs> I loved the stark, rainy turn right in the middle right as the Illuminati uh, were disposed of. Uh, it just was so fun. I I really do. I love this movie. And um, as far as I, I was talking with Patrick on where, you know, this could potentially rank in your Marvel fandom, uh, it's in that top 10. I, I said somewhere in the middle, between like five and seven. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I um it's interesting. We'll we'll talk about maybe we'll talk about Sam Raimi in detail. I I have replied I'm not sure where it fits for me yet in terms of like my favorites or not favorites. I I, I definitely want to see this movie again. Uh I know I liked it. So I will put it out put it out there like it, it's not like a it's fine situation or it's okay. Like I I didn't do that which everybody gets all angry about when I when I say that cuz they think that's a kiss of death. Um, it is quintessentially, quintessentially Sam Raimi in both good ways and bad ways. Uh, and I, I think where I was trying to explain this to, to Ray Cash, Raimi has always, his, his approach to horror has always been with a level of almost cartoonish humor. Uh, like go back and watch Evil Dead 2. Uh, in fact, the Bruce Campbell cameo is straight up Evil Dead 2. Yes. Like, because Bruce Campbell, for 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 all of his, he's a very I think he's underrated as a talent, as an actor. But one of the things that I always loved about him is he's probably one of the most gifted physical comedians out there, and just the way that he has frequently been asked to beat himself up in various films and being possessed. But that that was the thing for me is there there was there were a lot of hallmarks with saying the the eighty eight Oldsmobile Delta is is in there. Um, as is in every Sam Raimi film, Bruce Campbell is in every Sam Raimi film. Uh, Raimi in his horror films has a penchant for um, possession. The whole damn whole damn near the whole movie is about possessing when when you get to it. Um, and, and it was it was fun. There were times where it got a little Sam Raimi goofy. Uh, like some people, I think loved the the battle between the Stephen Stranges. Uh, I thought the musical note thing was neat until they started playing pieces of music while fighting. And then that to me, I was like, okay, that's kind of dumb. Uh, I didn't love that. Some people probably liked it and that's okay. But um, yeah, like apparently Aesop liked it. I was like, yeah, all right. Um, Tony, you're the one who is the freshest off of this film. It's been about a couple hours since you've seen it. I would say at this point, how did you enjoy the movie and how did mom, like the movie. Didn't I, I like want to thank Marvel 
first of all, because me getting my mom into this like is a really easy transition for her being a Star Trek fan forever. Like I've seen every episode of all the different variations of Star Trek. You know, she used to tape Next Generation and everything else. So, well, maybe you can have my mom on down the wire ace up instead of me. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. She might actually stick to her appearance. All right. I knew that was coming. (laughs) I set myself up for that one. No, that's fine. Um, (laughs) We both enjoyed it. It was, we both enjoyed the shit out of it. It was a great thing for Mother's Day. It was perfect since we're so into it. And we, you know, I, I, she, I, I talked to her this morning and I'm like, did you watch the Moon Knight finale yet? And she's like, no, I didn't. I go, well, you got to watch it before we go to the movie. You know, I had no idea just in case. Right. You know, because of the, 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 the symmetry there. But wow. What a, I thought it was great. The 3D was excellent. Um, and, and I you guys know how big of a fan I am of that. Doctor Strange is definitely the Tony Stark of of this phase of Marvel. It's not even close. Um, America Chavez, right? That's the character's yes. name yep okay we're not going to get an america chavez streaming series we're going to get a young avengers streaming series with america chavez being one of the most prominent members of that group that's my biggest prediction out of what comes out of this movie um i can't wait to see the next one and i loved the last uh part of the movie that popped up when the guy stopped punching himself and told us the movie was over <laughs> it's over it <laughs> is a great um, story that was a, that was a nice and, and if you skipped WandaVision for some reason, you didn't get the full effect of the movie. No, I would agree with that. I would say the only required, and, it, and again, not required, required, but if you wanted a, a, if you want a bigger appreciation of Elizabeth Olsen and her character's arc, you got to watch WandaVision. Dave, your and we thoughts. Got Ultron, and we got Ultron, right? Somebody said we needed some we got, Ultron. We got Ultron here. bots. I don't know that we got Ultron himself. Well, I mentioned Unless you calling. At least. Yeah. Whatever. That was my one per, like prediction of who could be in there, but it wasn't it to the same effect. They could have not ever said those uh, that word, so there you go. <laughs> Dave, to you, your thoughts on the film. I thought it's a very good movie. I think I'm kind of like you, Pat. I don't know where I place it in certain respects. They did a lot of things right. They did some stuff that's that's head scratching. I'm sure it's um. I, you know, I don't, I don't think I'd put it on like a level of say like an end game or no way home or, or Batman or anything like that, but it, it was very good. Batman's not a Marvel character. So I'm why would we even care about general, that? Why, why you got to bring Batman into this equation? I think he started with the, you're answering your question and then went into like recent movies. Yeah. I was just saying stuff that we've watched you. recently I, that we really, I that I liked more than this. Um, but it was very, flash. Dave Ungar is a Batman Mark, and we'll bring him up in all conversations about comic books. You guys already know I'm a Superman Mark, so fuck Batman. Yeah, any, any superhero that ends in man, Dave's yeah, there. Iron Man. Yeah, any, anything <laughs> that ends in Wonder Woman. There you go. So, uh, all right. Anyway, back back to your thought. I'm sorry. I, I, that was my fault. That one's on me. That was on me here. Uh, in fact, for that, yeah, I don't promotional. Oh yeah, guys, I fucked up. Hold on. And I'm sexy. I fucked up and I'm sexy. Go ahead, Dave. Hold I on. know, right? When I mess up, I'm I'm hot. And then <laughs> Alfred Hayes jumps in. Uh no, I think that that's just my general overall feel of it is very good movie. Um, really cool. Like you said, Sam Raimi's fingerprints all over this thing in so many different ways. And and I thought it was like, like, you know, I like talked to my wife. She was jarred by the horrific elements of it because she wasn't expecting that. 
And I think that I was like, it's a Sam Raimi film, babe. And she's like, but she doesn't watch a lot of horror because she shies away from that stuff. So it was kind of cool to, to see her reaction to it. But uh, a very good movie. Absolutely. Yeah. The Sam Raimi elements too, like body horror. He's not Cronenberg level of body horror, but he's very much like he does use body horror. He's always about like demonic spirits and stuff flying around. So the, uh, the, uh, the, so the, the ghost spirits and things flying around at the end, like that's, that's again, very Sam. Sam Raimi loves that imagery of something pulling you into the ground or like grabbing you. And so, um, whether it's evil dead and like undead hands reaching up or drag me to hell, like the final scene of drag me to hell where she gets dragged to hell. Cause that was the promise that was made at the beginning of the movie to Wanda being pulled by all these spirits. Like that's very much a Raimi hallmark and staple of imagery and possession. And uh, Aesop and I, when we were talking about this after I watched the movie, the jump scare, like the way that he does jump scares and, and the, the like quick cuts. I the Patrick I can't Stewart and the rocks. Yes. Scene. That's the big uh, jump scare. Right. That's one. Of, yeah, that's that's the big one where like the head pops up and or where Wanda pops up and you see that, you know, there there is still some of that Wanda we know trapped in there. Um, and, and like the only the, like I said, the only thing that I've never particularly like, that can happen with Sam Raimi films is that he can get a little cartoony and sometimes it's OK. And, and sometimes it to me, it, it pulled me out a little bit in a, in a couple of different points. And, and that's fine it didn't take away from my overall enjoyment of the movie here's the thing that i really wanted to get to as to what i really appreciated about this movie is that there were a lot of head fakes from the trailers that 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 you know marvel got us again uh and sam raimi got us in a lot of ways first of all let's start with uh we were wrong about zombie doctor strange in the sense that it wasn't the what if zombie doctor strange that that was a unique like that was part of that possession thing um the MacGuffin, the idea of the MacGuffin. uh for those of you who don't know who don't really follow like film or no a MacGuffin is like this thing that people have to pursue and you're you're led to believe for much of dr strange and the multiverse of madness that the book of ajanti is the MacGuffin. this is the thing we have to get to to resolve the big problem when the reality of the movie is, is that they have the MacGuffin in their possession the entire film because the MacGuffin is America Chavez. And that's the thing that, and that was the, the other thing I really appreciated about this movie. And I liked is that this also was a furthering journey of Stephen strange kind of maturing out of his arrogance. And that's a big theme throughout the whole film is that the arrogance of Stephen strange is what has kind of caused all these problems. And it's this iteration of Stephen Strange who's able to see that America Chavez is the key, not him, that makes all the difference in the film. And I really appreciated that. I thought that was really good in the movie. Go ahead, Tony. That's probably one of the most relatable things about the movie is as the Doctor Strange character grows in age, he realizes that his arrogance is holding him back. And a lot of people in life as you grow in age and get more maturity, there's things that don't hold you back as much anymore. So one of the huge parts of being so much relatable to that character is that exact character development that he's had over the course of this timeline. The other thing that was big and that I found to be a fun little head fake, we did all this talk last week. Who's going to be in the Illuminati and what's it going to mean? And I, first of all, 
I'm gonna, I, I called Reed Richards uh, on the scoreboard. So even if you want to say, yeah, it was predictable, I called it. Give me, give me my flowers. I think I called um, Black Bolt, so I get a point. Yes, you did. You did call Black Bolt. You can have your flowers. Thank you. It feels better when you don't play your own clapping soundbite. So yeah, I but you forgot. That. I'm sexy. So Ooh. Ooh. Um, double sexy. Double sexy. Hey. Um, I called the Illuminati. Can I get some love? <laughs> yeah, they announced it in the trailer. Anyway, I praise you for <laughs> them saying Ultron. Yeah, we did. We give you your flowers for the Ultron mention. The the fact that this took place in the Baxter Building uh, was was kind of cool. I was like, oh, hey, they're you know the Fantastic Four definitely going to be here. The thing that I thought was interesting about, the, and I can't remember if I said it to UASOP or if I said it to Ray. I felt like the Illuminati. Some of it was a little bit of a troll job on internet speculation because we brought in John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. We we had Black Bolt return from the, the ill-advised Inhumans show. And I, I realized this as I'm sitting there staring at him in costume and I'm like, dude, that, that costume is not going to fly if we're going to make the Inhumans a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And um, and we brought in Professor Charles Xavier in his yellow wheelchair, complete with ninety seven X Men nineteen ninety seven X Men theme music as he as he wheels in, and all three of those characters get unceremoniously killed with little like Charles Xavier and Patrick Stewart getting a little bit more love than Mister Fantastic, who is immediately unraveled by Wanda. And uh, doesn't even Black do anything. He did he nothing. He stretched, he stretched one time, and that was to land in front of Wanda to get unraveled. He didn't get it. That really wasn't so much of a stretch. That was like a slight elongation. Like right. He, like he was stretching because he was yawning or something like that. <laughs> and then well, Black Bolt, and what I thought was my favorite visual of um, you know channeling the Matrix and sealing his mouth in him. One, being dumb enough to utter a noise. Um, <laughs> you, you know what your power is, and so you utter a noise. Like, what? Um, and blowing his head up. Like, that was a great way to alleviate that problem. But I just thought it was like this interesting, almost troll job. I loved that Haley Atwell got to come and do a Cat and Britain, Captain Britain appearance, uh, her character from What If, and that we got Monica Rambeau as as Captain Marvel in this Earth, Earth 8 something 813 or something like 838. that 838 um and it was you know in the mcu earth that we've been following is 616 which for comic book fans everywhere that's that is the prime marvel universe so dave you look like you were wanting to jump in there um jump in and uh, comment the illuminati well unceremoniously depo- disposed of okay a version of the illuminati was unceremoniously disposed of that doesn't mean that it's the only version out there and i think that's the important no, not thing at to, all that's the important thing to take away from this whole thing is that yes maybe they were trolling us that doesn't mean that krasinski's not going to show up as mr fantastic in the fantastic four movie but I think the bigger part of it is they did establish the existence of these characters in whatever universe you want to talk about. You've got, and they only showed one of the fantastic force. So you've got him and his conversation with Wanda about whether his wife's still alive and all that thing. Important, subtly important. You got 
Black Bolt, lame costume though it may be, now we got the Inhumans out there. We know that Charles Xavier's out there, so the X-Men have been established. Here's something that flew under the radar is the conversation that they had with Stephen Strange about incursions is taken straight from the Infinity line of comics. And, you know, one of your favorite big bads is key to the whole Infinity saga. And the notion that you can fuck things up like Stephen Strange was dangerously, perilously close to and creating worlds colliding with each other and eliminating universes entirely. Uh, I think that's really important going forward because that sets the stage for some other possibilities going down the line. But yeah, the Illuminati was, was an awesome part. Um, I know we speculated and, and there was a lot of us, you know, are they actually going to bring in Reed Richards? Oh, there he is. You know, are they going to do black? Oh, damn, there he is. I mean, the only people missing were like Namor or, or doing a head fake with a different version of black Panther or something like that. But um, yeah, that was, that was really, really cool uh, that I, that I don't, you know, go ahead. Speaking of Namor, speaking of Namor, did anybody else kind of secretly hope when they were doing their jumps through multiple realities and they were underwater that you would see an Atlantean? Cause I, I was, was hoping for I, a I was like, Oh, they're underwater. Where are they? I was like looking for them. I, I was hoping I, for a lie with the multiverses. I'm, I'm a, a not upset, but I'm definitely surprised that we didn't spend a little more time in other multiverses because uh, I, I mean, we had, right. we had eight, three, eight, we had uh, whatever universe um, that was imploded on by the incursion. Dark Strange, yeah. Yeah, and that's it? Yeah. Paint, right. The paint universe, whatever the hell that was. Well, no, but that was a translation. What he's, what he's saying you is don't like, get spent oh, time. Spending time, gotcha, okay. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to get stuck in the paint universe. It's really hard to eat there. Well, yeah, I mean, it, by no means am I saying, you know, 10 minutes plus in there. We could have so, had three, four can, minutes in uh, with other universes. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Do you think? Do you think we were spoiled by watching everything everywhere all at once? Probably, because <laughs> because that movie took the multiverse idea and really explored yeah. multiverses. That's what. Uh, I, that's the movie I'm taking my mom to today. So, <laughs> oh Jesus! Wow, that's gonna you trying to fry her brain. Damn, she dude. can she can handle it. Also, my mom hates everything, so it, she'll hate everywhere. All she hate everything everywhere, all at once. All at uh, once. Very nice. I see what I did there. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, yeah, I uh, I I agree, Dave. One of the other things I saw this uh, in an article, and I thought, uh, and it was interesting you brought it up. The other thing that they have made very clear in through Loki is that not every multiversal version of a person is what they look like. So you, you'd said John Krasinski is, is Mr. Fantastic. They don't have to because they've created a precedent in Loki where maybe it's not John Krasinski or a person who looks like John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic. I don't think you hire him and not keep him, but it's possible. Well, you've already got the Reed Richards got- could have been a fish. Well, yeah, you could have been a fish. You've already put him out there, and the fans are now going to associate Mister Fantastic with you know. Oh, absolutely, Krasinski. So, thousand percent. If if that's a head fake, it's 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 a a potentially problematic one. But you're right; they don't have to stick with that. So, I mean, Edward Norton was the Hulk once. Yes, I don't. I liked him as the Hulk. Let's 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 uh, make your prediction right now. Is John Krasinski going to be the Reed Richards for the Fantastic Four movie? I say no. I say yes. Oh, yes. What what there, leads you to believe no? 
there are at least some rumors that his involvement in the Fantastic Four is what led the director to leave because he wants a bigger role in the directing of Fantastic Four. And that may have been what created a rift. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's that's a rumor that's out there. Huh. I, I say yes as well. I just don't know. I don't know how you bring him in and not keep him. So the so the Reed Richards from 616 looks exactly like the Reed Richards from 838 then. That's the way they're going to play All that. The Doctor Stranges look the same. All right. Fair well, enough. I mean, he could be clean shaven. He could have like he could have the traditional like the white um like the gray hair temple thing. Like there's just there's different right. ways to make him look, but yeah. So we'll see. We don't even know if we'll get a Reed Richards in 616. We assume that we will, but that's the other thing is all of the doors that have been opened for for Marvel and just being able to use the multiverse. And this is the other thing that I like, but I don't like. It does create a crutch for Marvel. Like something doesn't make sense. Well, multiverse. Like and, and that kind of that kind of fixes it. Uh, but it's also clever because, well, multiverse. Uh, <laughs> so it, it does kind of work this way. Um, other really important question. Will we see pizza puffs as a food option in stores soon? Oh, pizza funny hopes so. Pizza funny definitely does. I, I want to see pizza in a cup like we got in the jerk. Now that'd be the next thing for me. Like- <laughs> We've got we've gotten Tony really good today, man. You've been laughing hard. You are enjoying today's show. We we got uh, we got at least one more thing to talk about, right? We got a couple more. Hey, stop. Okay. Pizza pizza puffs, yes or no? W- weren't they like pizza balls? Those and pizza. We have pizza puffs. I thought I thought they called them puffs though, or something like that. They no, they, pizza palms. They were they were pizza they were balls. Yeah, yeah. They were pizza balls. balls. Yeah, I, I think they so. called them pizza like balls. It. I think it yeah. was pizza yeah. balls. Yeah. Let's oh, make okay, it happen well, as long as they're made by uh, I was drinking at the time. Food, food is free in most universes. Hey, you going to pay for that? Oh, isn't I guess it's not free. That's, that was good stuff. I, I did. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I agree with you, though, Aesop. I did want more multiverses, too. Like, I think that when you hear multiverse of madness, you're like, what's going to happen? Other things that we got to see, by the way, Wonder Gore. We got to get we got Wonder Gore. That's a first. Um, we uh, then, of course, promptly destroyed Wondergore. Uh, and before we get to one other thing that happened during the movie, and then we'll talk post credits, can we can we just acknowledge Benedict Wong the way Stephen Strange acknowledged Wong at the because I thought, well, here's the thing: he's been the connective t- he's been the connective tissue of Phase Four, while while Tony or not Tony Stark, while uh, while Doctor Strange is kind of becoming the Tony Stark. Wong has been in Shang-Chi now. He's now here in, he was in um, Spider-Man. He was in Doctor Strange. He's, he's, he was, he was a big deal in both Infinity War and um, Endgame. Wong's the man. And that's smart booking him being the Sorcerer Supreme, right? Strange doesn't need the title. Strange doesn't, you know what I'm saying? That's, this is wrestling 101 right here. Right. As you as you bring in some wrestling terminology for our wrestling listeners on the chair shot, I appreciate you. Um, That's a good call. But, yeah, he's very much a connective tissue. And I just love how he portrays the character Wong. Like, I think it's just a thing. I think it's so great. I think Benedict Wong, by the way, we we haven't really talked about him as an actor. He's a terrific, 
terrific, terrific actor and been great in these movies. Do you think he's we'll up, get an he's up for additional a Benedict actor in the next Doctor Strange? That we will have three. I mean, we could use we could use the third one. Yeah. I mean, with Cumberbatch and Cumberbatch and Wong, like we need a third. Maybe we'll change Charlize Theron's, Theron's name to Benedict Theron. Um, we can do the, the next three amigos. There you go. Um, last thing that I I really wanted to talk about is um actors who may have done their last Marvel film. So question around the panel. So Dave brought this up actually, or not Dave Aesop brought this up in our conversation in we see like Christine who's been the love interest for um, Dr. Strange in his original movie. He's the one that she's the one that got away. Rachel McAdams is back and reprises that role. Uh, Aesop, you know, asked me is Rachel McAdams done with the MCU? Are we done with their Christine character? Things felt pretty final with that chapter for Dr. Strange so do I do I think she's done done? I, I feel like that character's done. And if we see her, it's in a cameo here or there because she's like and we'll get to this. When we talked to post credits like we're moving on to another very important woman in Dr. Strange's life. So around the table, um, Dave Ungar, Rachel McAdams, you think she's done? She's done. I, I think you got the closure there at the end where, where Dr. Strange confessed his love to her. Something he probably couldn't yep. say to her that much when they were together. And here at the end of uh, the end of this one multiverse that's going on, he professes his love to her and basically says, you know, I was an asshole and I couldn't give myself to you. Um, and, and I think that that was closure for him. And, and like you're saying, another important woman is coming in his life. I don't see where, you know, where that you know, what more can you do with the, with the, the Christine character in that story arc? So I say, yeah, that was it for her. Aesop, you posed the question to me. What do you think? Uh, I, I think she's done with any sort of relevance. I think that we're going, if there's another Dr. Strange movie, uh, she will have a five minute cameo of saying like, you know, whatever, maybe, maybe, be a flashback cameo of sorts um with strange to kind of really be like i've gotten over her but i i for the most part she's done maybe maybe a five maybe he needs to make a phone call like she gives him some piece of research that she found or a medical record somewhere something like that tony what do you think rachel mcadams done or not done if benedict cumberbatch is playing dr strange in a movie that's titled dr strange and something Rachel McAdams will be in that movie regardless of how big the role is or not period. Okay. The other departure, maybe, I don't know. Elizabeth Olsen, uh, cause she pulls wonder Gore down on top of her. Now we don't see a body. And in the land of comic books, if you don't see a body, that doesn't mean they're dead, but boy, I mean, Dr. Strange says she's gone. Is Wanda Maximoff gone Aesop Mitchell? No. Hell no. Hell no. Do you care to elaborate? Oh, I mean, I, I can. I just was trying to keep it short and sweet. Uh, no, there's there's no way. She is too important, uh, especially for someone like bringing Vision back. It, if she's gone, that means Vision is gone. Uh, because they those two are connected to each other 
Uh, and they've they've established that not only with this movie, but WandaVision as well. And if you want to go even further back with uh, Endgame, Infinity War, uh, and uh, what, Age of Ultron, and you know, Civil War. I, I mean, they are literally connected the entire time. This entire time they have been on screen, they have been connected to each other. So if she is gone, if she is gone, then Vision is gone, and there's no way that that's happening. PC Tunny. Yep, gone. And Soul's Vision. Neither of them two are coming back to any MCU anything ever. Voices, not a fucking thing. Story's over. Both of them got closed perfectly in this storytelling of what? the MCU. Hold She's on. done. She's dead. He's How? done. He's dead. It's over. No, he's she not. came to the reality and the fantasy that he's not even really alive. Did, do you did you not watch uh WandaVision? Yeah, I fucking watched WandaVision. What? Yeah. And what, Vision was gone in WandaVision? No. Not the Vision that we knew. Oh, my God. No. No. You are being a contrarian today. I don't know. Patrick uh, said that this is art. WandaVision was art. And I can conceptualize art in any manufactured way I'd like to. Fair enough. David Ungar, Wanda, gone or not gone? Here's the thing about Wanda is that going into this movie, I knew that Wanda was going to be a problem. I did not expect her to be the problem. And, and this movie made Wanda the problem. And you see her power set approaching, if not already there house of M levels. If you are bringing in the X-Men and you're bringing in mutants and that's happening, Wanda can't be gone. She's too powerful. She's too integral to that. Her Elizabeth Olsen's performance was magnificent in this whole thing. And yeah, there's lots of like Aesop's making the money symbol, lots of money to be involved in bringing her back. So go ahead. Sorry. One, one little extra thing as well, because PC, I'm going to uh, call you out for contradicting yourself. Uh, if America Chavez is starring in the young Avengers series, two big characters in young Avengers are Wiccan and was it, what's the other one like speedster or streak or something like that? Speed. Huge. Yeah. Huge characters. So how do they get established then? Right. They've already been established. No, they were established. No, they don't. You still have to bring them into reality. And that's the problem is that right now they're just in so, Wanda's reality. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you for it. Hold up. Hold up. You guys are assuming that's the Young Avengers lineup you're going to get. So let's not do that. Because Marvel fair. has, fair. MCU has proven time and time and again that what we think is going to be the Young Avengers or the Avengers or whoever, it isn't always that. I think Wanda is not gone uh, until Elizabeth Olsen says she's gone. Uh, and until Elizabeth Olsen gives that interview, I can't go there. The thing I kept waiting for out of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was the appearance of Vision. I was waiting for White Vision to play a role. uh, And in the climate, you know, in the climax of the film in some way, shape or form. Now, I will say the context of how they ended that movie, the vision wasn't necessary. And so that uh, that worked out well. But, yeah, you've got like WandaVision ended with White Vision going off to try and figure himself out and who he is and like his lost identity. So, you know, I wonder if he doesn't come back. All right. I'm glad you mentioned that because I really thought he was going to be the one to bring her out of the dark hold and that hold that it had on her for sure. Right. So 
I do want to get to the other, the big reveal that that happened in the post credit scene. The first post credit scene. So first of all, Doctor Strange. The movie ends in, a, and again, in a Sam Raimi fashion with like some little shock twist at the very end. Like that's a very Sam Raimi thing with a, him crumbling to the ground in the middle of Manhattan and a third eye opening in the middle of his head forehead, just like uh, Darkhold Stephen Strange in that other universe. Now, in the comics, sometimes the eye of uh, the eye of Agamotto is um, is shown that way uh, as a third eye in his forehead. So we'll see if what that means eventually. But the post credit scenes shows him apparently fine uh, after that third eye opens up, walking around, and a portal opens up, and a woman who I got to share this. Every time I see Charlize Theron in a movie, it takes me a minute to re- like register that it's Charlize Theron. Uh, like I sat there for like a couple minutes being like, who the hell is this? Um, but this woman appears, says that you've caused an incursion, opens up a portal and takes Steven, asks Steven if he's ready to face it. He casts on his cloak, his third eye opens and the two of them head into this portal. And it's a woman clad in purple with white hair. And anybody familiar with Dr. Strange comics knows immediately that that is Clea who in the original uh, iteration of the comics is Dr. Strange's love interest slash apprentice. She does eventually become a sorcerer Supreme at one point. And it's, we've introduced Clea heading into what looked an awful lot like Dormammu's realm for at the end of that. If you recall from the original Dr. Strange movie, I went, Oh, they're going at Dormammu might be back in, in some way, shape or form. And, so yeah, Clea in the MCU. This is why I don't think Rachel McAdams comes back any further than a cameo, because Clea Clea is such a huge part of her character. Dave, I'm gonna let you go first this time. Uh, what were your thoughts about seeing Clea in the MCU? Uh, I would say natural progression of the storyline at this point. Is seeing her because we know that she's. Um, she she's Doctor Strange's wife at some point in the MCU. So, like you're saying, you 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 read down her resume in the well. comics, not the MCU. Right. Sorry, you're right. You, I mean, you read down her resume and and everything that's going on. So, you know, love interest that that you know where he learns from his mistakes, and you know, not to say that more won't, won't be made with Clea, but um, yeah, it, it's great because now you're expanding this the, this realm, the sorcery realm. Uh, I'd never for a second thought Dormammu was gone for good. Um, so, um, yeah, it makes sense to me. It's, it's the next step in Steven's, uh, journey and his story. And I mean, they basically say Dr. Strange will return in what capacity we don't know, but we know there's more Dr. Strange coming in. And I think you guys have really hit it on the head. You know, Thor's still out there and Chris Hemsworth has said, I'm going to be Thor for as long as I can. And he's one of the original big three, but you guys have hit it on the head. Steven Strange is now taking on the mantle of Tony Stark and, and, and that, in that sort of facet so um yeah i thought it's it's pretty cool and uh they got the perfect person probably to play clea in charlie's theron hey sup i mean it's the ultimate bad guy for dr strange why why would dormammu like leave and especially in the first movie he's not i mean don't get me wrong he's the big bad guy but he's not really present so you have to give him the proper send off of sorts and this is going to be it uh, this has just been 
establishing what we've talked about so much is that it, this is going to be um, uh, some more of a uh, phantasmic sort of story arc for the next three phases that we would assume. Uh, I am a little surprised uh, and to kind of tie our things together that they didn't tie together Doctor Strange and Moon Knight a little bit uh, just to kind of build up into each other. But um, I, I was very excited to see Clea. That's one of the characters that I did not have on my radar. Um, and maybe I should have, but it, it, it was shocking to say the least. And to see more of the dark dimension, hell yeah, let's go. Right. Absolutely. Tony, your thoughts on Clea. If you have any, I don't know how familiar you are with the character. I I do. I, I, I have some thoughts. I mean, the dark dimension thing, like Aesop said, was excellent. What are these like uh, multiversal scissors she came out with there, which is fucking hilarious. She just cuts the screen right open and the way they go. Um, Dormammu is her uncle, correct? Fairly certain. Father. Father. Oh, father. My bad. She's a niece of Dormammu, I think. I'm looking it up. But I thought. Yeah, Dormammu is her uncle. Oh, I thought it was her father. It's her mother's. It's her mother's brother. Oh, okay. So anyway, keep going. No, good. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just like Dave said. It's the progression in the story. It's a, it's a really great way to get a new character in there and and have a new. I, is Dorm? I want to. Is Dormammu? Could he be connected to anybody else to kind of create an overall bigger threat? I mean, I know he's a bigger threat in, in the way he is, but is there any way that that's connected to anything else too? You know, the the ancient one is really big part of the dark dimensions whole uh, civilization ish kind of thing, if you will. So, I mean, are we going to get some kind of Eternals connection here? Maybe this is where you see the Egyptian gods come in, like Kanchu, etc. Uh, maybe you get more Scarlet Scarab right there. So, I don't know. It's it's all Star Wars, and I can't fucking wait for it. <laughs> yeah, demo- niece of the demonic tyrant Dormammu, daughter of Umar, whoever the hell Umar is. I assume we're going to see him. Is, Umar, Umar is Dumam, Dormammu's sister. As it is, um, I'm sure we'll we'll catch that in a future episode of Bandwagon Nerds. We'll explain it to you. Prince Orfini uh, is her father. So here's what I here's what I will say as we kind of bring this conversation to a close is. Uh, I think it's fair to say that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is nerd approved. Is this bandwagon nerd approved, fellas? Thumbs up from PC Tunny, Dave? Absolutely. Aesop, thumbs up. All right, there you have it, folks. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, bandwagon nerd approved. Look for that t-shirt someday soon. All right, one last article. We're gonna we we did this last week. We got to do it again this week, guys. We got to wish a melancholy happy trails to an icon in comics. We've talked about George Perez in the past because he's been battling cancer for quite some time. This past week, he lost his battle with cancer and passed. Um, well known for a lot of his art um, in, uh, on the DC side of things. Um, Crisis of in, on Infinite Earths is probably the most famous piece that you know of art that that we would connect him to. Uh, he did work with Teen Titans uh, and and some Marvel properties as well. He he did do um, Marvel, I think the Infinity one of the Infinities 
sagas he he had a hand in um they they we've known that he was not doing well for a while and he finally succumbed uh this past week they say he died peacefully uh in the middle of the week he uh in june every dc comic issue is going to have a two-page splash that was already planned of tribute to george perez and his art so just to give you an idea of how revered and important he was to comics uh, DC was going to do a month is, is doing a month worth of tribute to the guy uh, before he passed. So you can only imagine uh, how big this was. And so Dave, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, we'll go Dave Aesop. And then any, any other thoughts that you have, Tony, uh, I know you don't read comics as much as, as you know, watch the movie. So even if it's just no comment, that's fine. But Dave, your thoughts on the passing of George press. Oh, just a legend. I mean, uh, as big like we talked with Neil Adams last week, this Neil Adams the, last week. He's on the same level as far as, you know, contributions to the comic book industry. You mentioned his work on Crisis on Infinite Earths. I think he did do like the first four issues of Infinity Gauntlet and then ran into like deadline issues and couldn't finish it and had to cede control of the that to somebody else. Uh, I think he did the Judas contract for New Teen Titans. So you got some real some of the most iconic stories in comics history that he's right there. I'd have to look. I think he also, I'm trying to look at, uh, see how well my vision is. I'm pretty sure he did work on, um, JLA Avengers as well. The, the, the Marvel DC crossover. So yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Huge loss to the industry and expected. Cause you know, you got stage three pan- pancreatic cancer. You're not long for this world, but still tragic, huge loss. Uh, he, he will be missed. That's, um, that's two in two weeks. That's uh, between that and hockey, Pat. It's just been rough lately. It, it really has. Aesop, your thoughts on the passing of George Lopez? George Lopez? Or not George Lopez. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. something, George goes, Perez, something goes wrong George with George Lopez. Perez. We're never going to hear the end of it. I think right, uh, we're short on time here. I oh. think some of us would uh, gladly trade George Lopez for George Perez. Uh, it it truly sucks. It's another legend. That uh, unfortunately went out in really an awful way, you know, and I know that's that's not ideal. You know, we don't we don't want to talk about death at all. But, man, I, you don't wish that upon anyone. So I uh, I said it last week with Neil Adams. I said it this week as, uh, as well. Thoughts and prayers to those uh, in friends and family for George Perez. Tony, anything to add, my friend? Yeah, R.I.P. I uh, thoughts and prayers to family and friends, and I, I am aware of the name and the man from the Crisis uh, series. So, um, just just another great contribution to overall. So you think about you know art is a really big contribution to society, and anything anytime you can take a minute to appreciate something someone else has done, you know that's just a, a good moment to remember. So we we thank him for all the moments. Excellent. All right. Well, raise a glass. Happy trails, George Perez. All right. And that's going to do it. Uh, gentlemen, we are coming up on two hours. Let's do a quick run around the bandwagon. Tell everybody where they can find you on the chair shot radio network and on the interwebs this week. We will start with PC Tunney. Yeah, you can follow me at PC Tony on Twitter and Facebook. Please continue to listen to everything chair shot radio network on all of your favorite streaming platforms and on thechairshot.com where we encourage you to enjoy your day the chair shot way by always using your head pro wrestling team. The chairshot.com.
always use your head. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Oh my God, Christopher Platt invaded us. David Ungar. Well, Chris said he was watching uh, Captain Strange today, so we thought it's an adult film. <laughs> it's an adult, adult film that he oh, got wrong. God. Can we name this episode Captain Strange for Christopher <laughs> Platt? That'd be great. You can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G, Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Captain Strange for the and, win. And Aesop Mitchell. Ah, uh, yes. More multiverses of Doctor Strange. We had... <laughs> Captain Strange this week and Standard Strange last week. Uh, make sure you look for myself uh, on Twitter. I am, uh, I got two of them, at Violent Aesop, at Dave and Cade. Also, give a listen to uh, my podcast with my brother, uh, Down the Wire. Very fun. We've got some great things planned. And uh, be on the lookout. I have just finished my uh, image for PC Brony. Uh, new shirt that will be debuting. Any minute I'm a care bears guy. Uh, you can follow me at wrestling realist on the Twitter. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. You can catch me on the chair shot radio network every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday on the bandwagon with these characters. Tuesdays with David Ungar, usually doing hockey talk this week though. We're dropping a five by five instead. And then you can catch me on Wednesdays on the Greg DeMarco show with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's edition of bandwagon nerds. That's going to do it for us. Now get yourself out of the basement, get some sun and watch some Dr. Strange. Take your mother out. If you didn't on mother's day, this has been bandwagon nerds on the chair shot radio network, a part of the chair Love you, mom. Sleep for almost nine hours now. Had a horrible nightmare. Dreamed that I went back in time. It was terrible. Well, safe and sound now, back in good old 1955. 1955? You're my mom. 
You're my mom. My name is Lorraine. Lorraine Baines? Yeah. But you're, uh, you're so, uh, you're so thin. Just relax, Calvin. You've got a big bruise on your head. Where are my pants? Over there. On my hope chest. I've never seen purple underwear before, Calvin. Calvin, why, why do you keep calling me Calvin? Well, that is your name, isn't it? Calvin Klein? It's written all over your underwear. Ah. Oh, I guess they call you Cal. No, actually, people call me Marty. Oh. Pleased to meet you, Calvin. Marty. Klein. Do you mind if I sit here? No. Fine. No. Good. Fine. Good. That's a, a big bruise you have there. Ah, ah. Oh. are you up there? Oh, my God. It's my mother. Quick. Put your pants back on.